This is the Hoove It or Lose It podcast, hosted by Pastor Andy Hoover. Tonight we're continuing in our three-part look at the topic of purity. Uh, Last week we spent some time talking about the importance of having a brain, of using your brain. Uh, We talked about using our brains to remember uh, to not be a dummy and uh, don't think that you're exempt from uh, dealing with thoughts or actions that are impure. Uh, We talked about using our brain to remember that you can be picky about what you allow into your heart, that you're powerful, uh, that you have the ability to do it with God at your back. And the last one was that you should be proud of who you are. Uh, For the person you're becoming, the the Christ-centered person, the God-honoring person that you're becoming uh, as you uh, continue to live a life of purity. So using your brain is really what I'll call the first step on your path to purity. Uh, It's kind of the first step in your journey. And tonight I want us to build on that idea by looking at the importance of our hearts. Now, here's what I know. Each of us has a heart, right? I mean, we each have like this this physical heart. We have a heart that beats and uh, pumps blood to all parts of our body. And without our hearts, I was thinking we probably wouldn't last long or at all. (laughs) The heart is important. But in addition to the physical heart, and this is really what I want to get on tonight, in addition to the physical heart, we have what I'll call a spiritual heart. Or you may have heard it referred to as uh, as someone who has a soul. Like the soul is this spiritual or this, uh, this immaterial, right? Like it's not something that's not material. Like you can't hold on to it with your hands. Uh, it's this immaterial part of who you are. And it's, it's, not the, it's not the physical part. Moses from the Bible uh, refers to the heart or the soul uh, like this. He says in Deuteronomy uh, in the Bible, But from there you will search again for the Lord your God. And if you will search for him, listen to what he says, With all of your heart and soul you will find him. Uh, Jeremiah in the Bible says it like this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. It's obviously not talking about a physical heart. David in the Bible says it like this in Psalm 103, 1, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost, listen to this, all my inmost being, praise his holy name, Jesus says it like this in the book of Matthew, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. So we get the idea that our hearts are something uh, internal, right? Uh, There's something internal, something that's not material, something that can't be held, you know, with our hands. Like we can't pull out that heart and kind of hold it with our hands. It's something that's that's felt inside. And while our hearts, this internal soul thing, is is difficult to explain. Like I'm having trouble even explaining it. Like you know, but it's difficult to explain. But it's something, regardless of um, uh, whether you understand my explanation or not. It's something that all of us feel. Like deep in our bones, right? It's in your heart that you feel these feelings, not our physical heart, but this, this spiritual heart or this soul. It's, it's, it's in that place, you guys, that you feel um, feelings of anger or sadness or grief or joy or guilt. Uh, Matthew says it like this in the Bible when he says, but the words you speak come from the heart. Like that's the heart 
that they're talking about. So the very first thing I want us to wrap our minds around tonight, you guys, just for a few minutes, before we go into talking about the significance of all the things that have to do with the heart, the very first thing I want to talk about tonight is, is I want us to wrap our minds around this idea and come to an understanding that you and I are made up of more than just we're more than just physical, right? We're more than just cells and veins and arteries and lungs and livers and bones and, 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 and body parts. We're more than that. In essence, what I want to suggest to you tonight is that primarily, you guys, as far out as this sounds, as far out as this sounds, as crazy as it may sound to some of you, I want to suggest to you tonight that first and foremost, you and I are spiritual beings. Now that sounds like pretty, pretty out there. But I just want us to wrap our minds uh, around that concept because I believe this, you guys. I believe it's only when you realize that you're more than a physical body, when you realize that you're more than a physical body, that you can begin at that point to kind of figure out uh, how to take care of your heart. But if you don't even have the understanding that, that we're more than physical beings, that we're really a spiritual being, and we have this, this innermost soul and this innermost heart, it's at that point when you realize that, then you can begin to kind of go, okay, well, now that I understand that, like, how do I take care of that heart? Like, because that's the heart that we're really talking about tonight. And, and here's the reason, you guys, why that's so important to our discussion. It's so important to our discussion on the topic of purity because I want you to understand that your heart plays a pivotal role in deciding how purity is played out in your life on a daily basis. Let me say that again. Your heart, that innermost being part, plays a pivotal role in how purity is played out in your life on a daily basis. So let me suggest that there are a few things we need to do in, there are a few things we need to do to our hearts that are going to greatly simplify our efforts to stay pure. Last week I said what? I said that living a life of purity is difficult. And everybody, nobody disagreed with me. Like living a life of, of purity is difficult. But here's my fear, you guys. I fear that we make it much more difficult than it needs to be because we don't take care of our hearts. And if we start there, right, if we start there, if we start by understanding that we're spiritual beings, if we start by understanding that we have a heart, that we have this innermost being, this soul, and we learn how to begin to take care of that heart, our journey towards purity, you guys, becomes far more easy to navigate. So here's the first one. Number one, protect your heart. We hit on this idea a little bit uh, last week. I was thinking about this a little bit last week. Uh, but it's the thought that we kind of too quickly allow things into our hearts before we evaluate whether or not those things are good for us. Um, last week, we called this idea being picky. Remember, we talked about this. If you are here last week, we talked about uh, being picky and, and really holding an arm's length some things out there that are, that are out there that we're not 100% sure if that's good for us or it's not good for us. So I'm going to keep that thing out there because I'm not sure if that's something that's going to do damage to my heart. You see, when we're not picky... Uh, we subject our hearts to some things that aren't good for it. And we just allow these things into our life and we just assume because it's out there that it must be okay. And so we allow it in and it begins to damage our heart. It begins to blacken our heart. It begins to kind of, to, to kind of singe it around the edges. It begins to, to cause our heart to become unhealthy. I was chatting with uh, some of the high school guys uh, it, last week uh, after our teaching time in, in our connect group. And uh, some of them were lamenting, and we had a good conversation about this, but some of them were lamenting the number of things that they're forced to deal with at school. And I, and I get it, right? You know, we were talking, you know, like you're walking down the hallway and somebody's, you know, 
you know, showing something they shouldn't be showing or talking about something they shouldn't be talking about or you're in the locker room or after school or on the bus or wherever you're at and you kind of hear all of this really impure stuff and it seems difficult uh, when we hear those things at school, we hear them in the hallways or we hear them in the locker rooms. Sometimes, you know, we're just exposed to these things and honestly, I remember being there in high school, I just wanted to like plug my ears and shut my eyes real tight and scream like as I went from class to class because I just didn't want to hear. I was a high school student, I was doing my best. I didn't do it perfectly, but I was doing my best to live a life of pure. And I remember walking down the hallways and just thinking, oh my goodness, give me a break. Like, put some clothes on, woman, you know? And I had like my ears, my, my ears were closed, my eyes were tight, and I'm walking, and I'm like, I just want to live a life of purity. And I'm like looking at my shoes, right? Because I don't want to look at anything impure. I remember, I remember that struggle. But allow me, allow me tonight, you guys, as we talk about this very first topic of protecting your heart. And I get that. We had a great conversation about that last week, but allow me to challenge you. On this idea, I, th- I, sometimes hear, I sometimes hear this idea used as an excuse. And here's what I mean. I hear things like, well, I can't quit school. Right, dang it. Are you sure? You know, like, like and sometimes I hear that and people are like, well, what do you want me to do? I can't quit school. Like, you know, and so I hear that and I, and I kind of understand what you're saying, but I, I think we use this as an excuse. Or I hear this, you know, well, I got to talk to somebody. Like, you know, nobody's trying to live a pure life. What am I supposed to not talk to anybody at school? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I kind of hear that. And I understand what you're driving at, but I think sometimes we use that as an excuse. Or I hear this one, you know, I can't lock myself in my house up, uh, lock myself in my basement forever and never come out. You know, like I have to, and listen, I get it. I hear what you're saying. I agree with you. Here's the deal. We have to learn how to navigate our culture, right? We have to learn how to get around in life and get around at school and get around in the workplace and get around in our neighborhoods and sometimes get around at church. Like, we got to figure out how to do all those things. And at the same time, we have to do that. We have to figure out, in the midst of doing that, how do I protect my heart? But let's imagine for a minute, I got to thinking about this, and this is what I told you guys last week. Let's imagine for a minute that, that this line right here, you know, from here to here represents all of the impure things that you see, all the impure things you do, all the impure things you watch, um, all the impure things you listen to, all the impure things you say, all the impure things that you uh, think about, all the impure things that you're forced to watch at school or to see, you know, th- stuff you're not necessarily looking for, but it's just kind of there right in front of you. You're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Imagine that all of the impurity of your week is between here and here. It's a lot of stuff, right? Let me challenge you with this thought. If we're honest, I mean, let's just be real for a minute. If we're honest, if this is all the impurity that we deal with in our life on a week-to-week basis, if we're honest, only a very small percentage of that is stuff that we can't help but see. Only a very small percentage of that is stuff we can't help but come across. Because if we're honest about it, guys, if we're really honest we realize that most of the impurity that we come across is by choice. If we're honest. Protecting our hearts isn't impossible. But it is difficult. And if we're really super honest, we'll admit that deep down inside, we want to be able to participate in that conversation. 
If we're really honest, we'll admit that deep down inside, we want to have something to say about that new Netflix series. Even though we know it's inappropriate, even though we know it's not God honor, we want to be able to participate in that conversation tomorrow at lunch. So deep down inside, we act like we're forced. What am I supposed to watch? You know, Snoopy and Charlie Brown? Like, what do you want me to do? I got to watch something. And so we act like it's this, we act like we're forced into it. But in reality, deep down inside, deep down inside, you want to participate in that conversation. Deep down inside, you want to be able to say something about that new album that just came out, even though you know it's inappropriate, even though you know it's not good. Secretly, we want to jump in on that conversation. And so we convince ourselves, you guys, listen, we convince ourselves that it's impossible to really protect our hearts. But it's not impossible, you guys. It's just difficult. Protecting your heart is not impossible. It's just difficult. Matthew says this in the Bible. He says, and if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Now, that doesn't sound impossible, but it does sound really difficult. And the problem with this verse in the Bible, the, the, the reason that we struggle with this verse is because we read a verse like that and we're like, that doesn't sound fun at all. I don't want to cut anything off. That's not what's not. I'm anti-cut. You know what I mean? Or, or, or you know, and we kind of we kind of step back and we look and we go, well, that, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem that doesn't seem fun. And so we, we step back and we think about that and we're like, you know, that doesn't seem like it's, like it's, like it's you know, that doesn't sound fun or, or that sounds really tough. So I'm just going to go ahead and acknowledge and convince myself that it's impossible. Listen, protecting your heart is tough work. But if we're going to live lives of purity, you guys, if we're going to live lives that honor God, then we're going to have to make some tough decisions. Now, allow me for a moment to ruin your night. Who's excited? <laughs> Allow me for a moment to ruin your light. Because listen, if we're really going to start, if we're really going to start making tough decisions, if we're really going to say, you know what, I'm 100% committed to protecting my heart, then I'm going to stop charging my phone in my bedroom, and I'm going to start charging in the kitchen. Because if we're honest with ourselves, in the middle of the night when we know everyone else is sleeping, we are tempted to look at social media feeds that we know are inappropriate. If we're serious about protecting our heart, if we're serious about guarding our heart, then that's the kind of extreme step we're going to take. I appreciate your continued eye contact. But I'm not surprised by your speechlessness. If we're going to continue to really say that we want to be about protecting our heart, then we have to start to care less about being involved in that conversation or in this conversation or getting in with this group or getting in with that group. If we're going to make a commitment to protect our heart, then we have to make the decision to make a beeline, to keep our head down and to make a beeline from this class to that class because I'm trying my hardest not to get caught up in the hallway chatter about who did what with who last weekend. We have to begin to make some tough decisions. Listen, protecting your heart, protecting your heart isn't easy. But listen to me, you guys, it's not impossible. 
And if you're going to even have a slim chance, you guys, I mean, even a slim chance of living a life that is God-honoring, of living a life that is a, a, a life of purity, then you have to make the commitment. Listen to me. You have to make the commitment to do what is necessary to protect your heart. Number two, monitor your heart. Now, I think most of us are probably familiar at some level with what a heart monitor is. We're familiar with the, the concept. If you've ever had any sort of like, you know, inpatient procedure at the hospital or the doctor or tonsils out or anything like that, uh, some sort of surgery, then, then you've been hooked up to a heart monitor, right? What's the doctor do? The doctor comes in, hooks you up to, hooks your chest up to some wires and kind of, kind of gets in there and starts to monitor the health of your heart. So while you're, while you're under, while you're sleeping, while you're having this surgery done, this procedure done, they're monitoring your heart to make sure that your heart remains healthy. And here's what I want to do tonight, you guys, just for a minute, I want to apply that same idea of heart monitoring to our hearts and our pursuit of purity. Listen, I want you to understand that if you're not regularly monitoring your heart, check this, if you're not regularly monitoring your heart, you're running the risk of having a heart failure. And I love this one, you guys. I love this one so much better than the first one, right? Because protecting your heart is difficult, right? It's not impossible, but it's difficult. But I love this one because this one, comparatively speaking to the first one, is so much easier. This is one, listen, I'm just going to blow your mind here. I'm going to blow it wide open. Check this out. This is one that we give you an opportunity to do every week in your connect groups. Every week, you guys, you have the opportunity to monitor your heart. I mean, that's what connect groups are really all about. Connect groups are the opportunity where you kind of slip into a room with a few other people and you open up your heart. And here's what you do in connect groups. If we're doing it correctly, listen to this. You allow other people to peer into your heart. You allow other people to peer into your life. And they look and they begin to see, not in a judgy way, not in like a condemning way, but in a loving way, they peer in and they go, hey, I see some stuff in your life or in your life or in your life. I see some stuff in your heart or your heart dealing with whatever topic we're talking about, whether it's purity or whether it's goals or whether it's thankfulness or whether it's Mary, Manger, Messiah, whatever it is we're talking about, all the series that we've done in all of those cases, you guys, you allow in your connect group to open yourself up and you allow people to peer into your heart and evaluate and go, hey, I see some stuff in there that I don't think is God honoring not in a condemning way not in a judging way like I said but in a loving way where they say hey if we're going to monitor one another's hearts let me honestly just tell you I see some stuff in your mindset I see some stuff in your thinking that I don't know if it lines up with what God's word says I don't know that your heart is in the right place in James chapter 5 Verse 16, James says, confess your sins to each other. And then he says, pray for one another that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I love this verse, but I think, again, sometimes we get this verse wrong. I mean, we read this and we're like, well, you know, so I got to confess my sin to another person because that person gives me forgiveness. No, that's not what the scripture says. That's not what this passage says at all. Forgiveness only comes uh, uh, by God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But listen to what this verse says. It says, if you confess your sins, this is connect group, right? If you confess your sins one to another, you begin to have healing. As you open up your heart to other people, people begin to point things out and say, hey, I see that. And I see that. And you go, yes, I see that too. And I've sought forgiveness for that. And help me figure out how to get healing because of that. Help me, help me. I've already gotten forgiveness, but help me get healing. Help me achieve healing in my life in this particular area. That's what heart monitoring is. 
And if you're serious about living a life of purity, then you have some honest conversations. You have some honest conversations in your connect group and with your leaders and with your other students that are in your group. You have some honest conversation. And you say, you know what? I'm not sure that what I'm listening to, I'm not sure what I'm doing, I'm not sure what I'm watching is really what it should be. And you allow other people to open up your life and you allow those people to monitor your heart. And here's what I worry about, guys, honestly. I worry about this every week. I pillow my head every Thursday night worrying about this exact thing. I worry that we're only giving lip service to the idea of allowing other people to monitor our hearts. I worry that we're only giving lip service to it based on some of the, if I'm going to be honest with you, some of the updates that I receive. You know, most weeks, not every week, but a lot of weeks, I make my rounds after connect groups. I say, hey, tell me about your connect group. Hey, is everything cool? Hey, how's everything doing? And I'll be honest with you, based on some of the conversations that I've had, I worry that we're only giving lip service to this idea. Because let me, let me help you understand that if the extent of your connect group is everybody telling a funny story about what happened at school, then we're not monitoring one another's hearts. If the extent of your connect group is everybody just talking about how their day was, then we're not monitoring one another's hearts. Now, that's fine if that's where it starts. I mean, that totally makes sense. I mean, you kind of get in there and you're kind of like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? But listen, if we never get to the spot if we never get to the place in the journey of our connect groups of allowing other people to monitor our hearts and to be honest about what it is that we're struggling with, then we're missing the mark. You guys, we cannot miss this amazing opportunity we have on a weekly basis to sit in a room with other people that are on the same journey that we're on, to sit with some adults who love you and are passionate about you and who care about you and who would give up anything for you, an opportunity to just speak truth into your life, and yet we sit in the group and we talk about something funny that happened at school. And we never make the most of the opportunity to monitor one another's hearts. The last one. The last one is that I think we're called to strengthen our hearts. And here's what I like about this idea. I think that protecting your heart, like the first one I talked about, is like level one, right? That's like base responsibility. That's like you do that because you're a human, right? And then non-humans, okay, great. So we're all going to do that, you know? I mean, that's like level one. Like if you're just a human and you're breathing, like you should try to like not allow everything and anything to come into your heart. Like that's base level. Level two, the monitoring. Monitoring is this in my mind. It's like next level. Like, hey, I'm going to go a little deeper because you know what, man, I'm pretty serious about making sure that I stay on a path to purity. I'm pretty serious about that. So I'm going to make the most of my connect groups and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make sure that I have opportunity to allow people to help me monitor my heart. I'm going to help other people monitor their heart. Like that's, that's kind of like level, level two. I want to make sure that impurity doesn't come into my life. So I'm going to protect my heart and I'm going to monitor my heart. But listen, you guys, this last one, this last one of strengthening your heart, listen, it's something, it's something different. Strengthening your heart, you guys, isn't, it isn't just about keeping impurity at an arm's length. I mean, that's almost like, it almost kind of feels like what protecting your heart is like, hey, I'm just going to keep some impurity out there, and I'm going to keep it out there. I'm going to make sure that I don't allow some things that are impure or, you know, media or, or talk or joking or whatever it is. I'm going to keep all that stuff kind of at an arm's, at an arm's distance. But, but strengthening your heart is something different. Strengthening your heart isn't about you being on the defensive, 
right? I mean, that's kind of sometimes what it feels like when we're trying to be pure, right? Like we're just trying to get through the hallways without, you know, sinning, right? Like we're just going and we're weaving and bobbing and we're avoiding this person and we're making sure we don't talk about this or, and we get home and no one's home and we're like, oh no, you know, throw the computer out the window and we throw it out the window because we don't want to struggle and, and we don't want to talk about anything bad. And so, so we're always on the defensive, but listen, strengthening your heart isn't about you being on the defensive. Strengthening your heart is about you being on the offensive, It's about you going after it. It's about you making the commitment to say, you know what? I'm going to continually put myself in environments. I'm going to put myself in situations. I'm going to put myself in in an arena where I can really begin to hear the word of God and to be challenged by the word of God. Listen, strengthening your heart is about you making the commitment to say, you know what? I'm going to be in God's word on my own on a daily basis. I'm not just going to try to keep impurity out. I'm going to try to bring purity in. I'm going to find myself in God's word on a regular basis, not because my mom keeps asking me, not because my youth pastor keeps saying it, not because my small group leader keeps asking me about it. I'm going to do it because I'm going on the offensive. I'm going to strengthen my heart. I'm going to make sure that my heart is not weak. I'm going to be in prayer on a regular basis. I'm going to spend a good part of my day just just living in prayer, just walking. I'm not talking about getting up on your lunchroom table and being like, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about walking around on your hands and knees at school and people are like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm praying because I'm holy. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just living your life in a state of connection to God, living your life in a state of prayer. It's about choosing purity rather, listen, you guys, strengthening your heart is about choosing purity rather than just trying to avoid impurity. It's about surrounding yourself with people that are always going to point you in the right direction. David says it like this. Man, I love this verse. He says in Psalm 27, he says, My heart has heard you say, this is God talking to him, him talking to God. He says, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart has responded, Lord, I am coming. I love that. I love the decisiveness of that, right? I mean, David's, David's not like, well, you know, I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to make sure I don't, you know, I'll get over there. I'm going to make sure I don't do this or that. Or that. And David says, Lord, I am coming. He says, I am coming. I mean, does that describe you guys? I mean, think about this for a minute. Does that describe you? Does, does your relationship with Christ, could your relationship with Jesus Christ be described as, Lord, I am coming. There's nothing that is going to keep me from you. I hear you, I hear you, I see you, I see you. I know that you're beckoning me, God. I know that you're calling me to live a life of purity. And I'm not just going to wander along and be like, well, I hope one day I can be pure. No, God, Lord, listen to me, Lord. I am coming. I mean, listen to this just for a minute, you guys. Listen to this just for a minute. I want you to understand that you have one heart. Imagine that your heart, the inmost being of who you are, is hooked up to a heart monitor. And imagine for a minute that you're not taking care of it. Imagine for a minute that you're not protecting it. Imagine for a minute that you're not monitoring it. Imagine for a minute that you're not strengthening it. Listen, by default, I want you to understand this. By default, if you leave your heart alone, it will fail. It will fail. You don't become a person with a pure heart by just getting older. You don't become a person with a pure heart just by showing up to church. You become a pure-hearted person 
by making a commitment to say, you know what, I'm going to protect my heart. I'm going to allow other people to help me monitor my heart. And I'm going to intentionally, intentionally go after Jesus Christ. And I'm going to actively pursue purity. Thanks for listening to the Hoove It or Lose It podcast. For more information or resources, visit www.hooveitorloseit.com or on Facebook at Hoove It or Lose It. 